And welcome into a brand new episode of the Utecast here on Utezone and Utezone.com. I'm Brian Swinney. Yesterday we did a roundtable Utecast. Thanks to everyone that joined me, everyone that listened. If you didn't go back and uh, take a listen to yesterday's episode, we talked about the quarterback situation, particularly Tyler Huntley, obviously winning the starting job. And uh, make sure you take a listen to that one. But today, I did promise Q&A yesterday. So today I'm going to get caught up on that Q&A. We didn't get it done yesterday. So I will be answering all of your Twitter questions right now. First up, uh, AC Gunner says, your thoughts on the Herbies? Utah got some love. Yeah, those of you who don't know, Kirk Herbstreit puts out like a list of preseason awards every single year. The one that got me was uh, Best Hybrid. It said Cody Barton. And my guy Steve Bartle said, I think that's they meant to say Chase Hansen. Chase Hansen's just getting screwed with all these preseason things. People call him Chad Hansen. Uh, Cody Barton is not the hybrid. It, they're confusing 220-pound-ish white guy. That plays for Utah. So uh, not Cody Barton. That would be Chase Hansen. That would be one of your hybrids. Uh, Utah got a best or Salt Lake had a best restaurant nod. Uh, Mus was was one of the named one of the top student sections. They had Colorado in there, which kind of surprised me considering they really haven't had much of a student section for about 15 years. So yeah, Utah getting some love. That's that's good for them to see. Uh, next question up, Chris Howard says, do you think the wide receivers have preferred Williams or Huntley as QB? Will wide receivers get equal number of targets with Tyler as they would have as Troy? I, I if the, the the voting said that the players probably expected Troy Williams to be named their starter, that that would be my interpretation of how the voting went with, with Troy Williams being named as a captain. But I really don't think there's really much of a preference. Uh, I'm sure there are guys who are closer to Troy Williams that would have preferred he be the guy, or guys who are more comfortable with him. And I'm sure on the flip side, there are guys in the same boat that were comfortable with Tyler Huntley or better friends with Tyler Huntley and thought he was the guy. So I don't think it's going to make an impact. And I think the wide receivers will get the equal number of targets with Tyler as they would have with Troy. So the only the only difference might be that Tyler takes off running a little bit more because he's a better runner. So maybe you get two extra rushes a game that were designed to be passes. That would be be my interpretation of what I think would happen. A month or couch coach asks, what kind of routes do you think the offense will run the most of? Intermediate, short, how many deep shots will they take? Look, the, the, this offense is designed to spread everybody out, move everybody around, confuse the defense, constantly have guys. You're going to see guys going deep, guys going short. There will be a variety of different routes that guys will be running consistently. But, but Utah is going to use the middle of the field. They're not going to use the sidelines as much as they have in years past. They're going to be using the middle of the field more often because that's how you get guys in space. The sideline acts as a defender. When you hear Troy Williams, Troy Taylor say, we want to get our playmakers in space with the ball. That doesn't happen along the sidelines because that sideline is a defender. You're going to see a lot more passes over the middle of the field under Troy Taylor. You did under Aaron Roderick or some of his past predecessors. Utah man says, great job as always, gentlemen. A question, criticism of wit on social media for the QB decision was mentioned. I haven't seen it. There's a little bit. Some, some fans were, were in the, the, the Troy uh, Troy Williams boat. And, and personally, and I said this yesterday, I said this a couple times now, if it was my choice based on what I saw, I would have gone with Troy Williams. But I only saw a small portion of practices this fall. And I did see strides out of T- Tyler Huntley. He looked very good for the last week, week and a half of practices. So... The criticism that I think that we were talking about yesterday on yesterday's UCast was that Witt now opens himself up to criticism if this doesn't work. It's look, look, Williams was the safer play in terms of hey, let's just go with what works best, what we know, what we're comfortable with. This is a bold move, and that, that's that's what I told Troy, Troy Taylor the, the other night. I sent him a text that said that that's a really bold move, and it is a bold move. But if they think Troy, that 
that Tyler Huntley's the guy to go with, and then that's the guy. So the opportunity for Witt to be criticized if this doesn't go well is there, whereas I don't think he would have been open to his – he wouldn't have been in, open to as much public criticism and media criticism had he gone with a safer pick in Trey Williams. But you know what? This could pan out, and this could end up being the right pick at the end of the season. We just don't know right now. We won't know for – for at least a month, if, if not six weeks, if not 12 games or 13 games or 14 or 15 or however however far Utah goes in 2017. So Bob Jones asks, how much attention is the Hallandale 3 getting in South Florida? Do you foresee this significantly or modestly helping Florida recruiting? So I did a, a, a Google search trying to find what I could find in terms of articles about Simpkins, Moss, and Huntley essentially all being starters for Utah this season. Moss is going to be your starter at running back, uh, at least until Armand Shine gets back, but I would expect uh, Moss to hang on to that. Huntley's your starter at quarterback, and, and Simpkins, to me, is your number three wide receiver right now. So the Google search I did did not turn up any results for down in the state of Florida. I'm sure there were little footnotes in newspapers, maybe near the Hallandale uh, or, or, or near, near the, in the South Florida area on some of their – um, newspapers, but I couldn't find anything that wasn't uh, Pac-12 news or, or local news here or national news where somebody had written a story about Huntley essentially getting the job. So, will it help in recruiting? It's not going to. It's not going to hurt. I mean, it can't hurt. Could it help? It could have a, a modest impact, a small impact. But you got to remember, in South Florida, and one reason why this doesn't get a ton of attention in South Florida is it's happening out here, and kids out of South Florida and the state of Florida constantly go to. Division one programs and turn into playmakers and dynamic playmakers and and very good players right away, whether it's the freshman year, sophomore year. But it happens all the time at a state of Florida. So these guys aren't new to to breaking out in terms of helping them with, with the recruiting. I'm sure it'll have a minor impact, but uh, very very minor. The overall Utah's not going to recruit the state of Florida without Dennis Erickson on staff. They're just not going to recruit at the same level. The long and short of it is without Dennis Erickson, Utah will not recruit in the same way. And I know he, he laid a foundation, and there's, there's a small pipeline now, and laying that foundation is great. But if Utah, and look at it last year, they didn't. it's not like they had a huge haul out of the state of Florida. It's not like they were going in there bringing in a ton of kids. They didn't put a ton of resources in the state of Florida last year. And, uh, but I don't see it having a significant impact or maybe really much of an impact at all from a positive perspective or for Utah. It's not going to be negative, but I just, if you ask me, will it have an impact, I'm going to say, no, minor one possibly. Jacasso asks uh, or says you had Vickers as kind of your breakout player this year, but since he won't be available, what new player do you see stepping up big? I don't remember naming Vickers. If I did, it's possible. I did. I say a lot of things. Uh, Samson Winnaku was a guy I highlighted before camp that I thought would be ready for a breakout year, and then he had a breakout camp. So I'm going to stick with Samson Nakua, a very good athlete and a very good playmaker. And, and with Utah throwing the ball over the middle, this guy's got huge balls. He goes over the middle, and despite weighing 111 pounds, uh, he's fearless out there. So uh, I'm going to go with the Samson Nakua as my breakout guy for Utah. Not that he's going to break out and have 70 catches, but if he has 35 grabs this year, it's a pretty good year. Fat Kid on the Hill says, does Tyler Huntley starting me in the offensive line is behind, requiring a more mobile QB, or does Tyler Huntley's game open himself up to injury, leaving Tyler or Troy Williams the better second option? Uh, I don't think that the placement of Tyler Huntley into the starting spot had anything to do with the offensive line. The offensive line is going to be fine for Utah overall this year. Yeah, it's a weak spot considering some of the strengths that they potentially will have on this team. But if, But by game 12 of Utah's season... The offensive line will be 
your best unit on offense. It will be, because that's just Utah football. And these guys are good. They just need time to gel. That's the concern with the offensive line. The front line guy's great. If there are injuries, yeah, have some concerns because there are depth issues. But they've got a couple of games to break themselves in and get comfortable playing together. And that's the most important part of the offensive line. Talent, size, athleticism, all that stuff is important. But the camaraderie of all working together is going to be huge. And, and so Tyler Huntley, Troy Williams, it had nothing to do with the offensive line and, and Utah's offensive line not being as good as last year's because they're not going to be as good as last year's. You had four guys drafted off that offensive line. There's no way that Utah's offensive line will be as good as last year's. And maybe there's a struggle for week one, and then maybe they it takes a little while to get going. But I believe by the end of the season, Utah's offensive line will be the most consistent position group on Utah's offense. Um, yeah, Tyler Huntley's game does open himself up to injuries a little bit more. He's not the biggest guy, um, and he does run a lot. And quarterbacks do get hurt, but if he runs smart, he's able to get out of bounds and not take big hits and slide when he needs to, he should be just fine. Wits Cavs asks, who are Utah's top targets in recruiting this year? Um, Tommy Tojiai is a guy up in Idaho, defensive tackle. Utah would love to have. They're in a good spot for him. Cameron Latu out of, out of Olympus. I know he committed to Alabama a couple weeks ago, but, but Latu is a guy that Utah is going to stay on, and, and I think they're still going to have a decent shot at, at landing when it's all said and done. Tennessee Pujitao out of Cottonwood is a linebacker, a four-star kid, and he's a Utah legacy. I'm a little surprised he hasn't committed to Utah at this point. Uh, Junior Angelau, who is out of uh, East High School, is another guy, an offensive lineman that Utah really likes, and, and they would love to get on campus and, and love to get equipment out of. Uh, but they'll have a little bit of a battle there. I know he's got uh, offers from all over. Um, Salua Messina, uh, Osa Messina's younger brother, is four-star linebacker. Utah's in a pretty good spot for him, and uh, if Osa's – uh, legal woes are, are if he's able to take care of those and and he's not found guilty uh, and he decides he still wants to play college football Utah is the logical landing spot and and we we would expect Osa Messina to ultimately uh probably walk on at Utah at that point if that were the case and if that were the situation this were taken care of before Messina were were to announce his commitment or get to signing day that would definitely boost Utah's chance chances with Salua Messina and the running back Chris Brown out of California uh, Utah looked good for a while, and then UCLA looked good for a while, and then UCLA picked up a bunch of running back commits, and apparently they've dropped him. So uh, Utah right now is in a good spot. I think a lot of people are surprised that Brown hasn't pulled the trigger yet. And, and uh, I would say there's less confidence in Utah getting Brown right now because I don't think as many people know what Brown's going to do, but but it's a guy at the running spot that Utah is really, really uh, going after is Chris Brown. Stephen Laycock asks two questions with Tuttle coming next year. Does Shelley switch positions? And if Huntley plays great, does Tuttle redshirt uh, or dual Huntley for the starting gig? I don't think Shelley's switching positions. Quarterbacks just don't switch. And and the narrative that just because some guy's a, a an athletic black quarterback that he's going to switch positions um, is a silly one. I, I, I think it's, that he's going to move to wide receiver safety. I just – I don't – look, it has happened, but quarterbacks – generally are quarterbacks, and it's becoming more and more common for quarterbacks to just be quarterbacks. A quarterback is much more likely to transfer than they are to switch positions. Jason Shelley wants to play quarterback at Utah, and Utah recruited him ultimately to be a quarterback if that's what he can do. So I I do think that that Shelley sticks at quarterback, and he's he's not going anywhere. If he gets jumped by Tuttle next year, he's a redshirt freshman behind a very good player in Jack Tuttle, and... He's third string. Utah's only going to have three scholarship guys at quarterback next year. So with just the three scholarship guys, they're going to need him from a depth perspective to, to, to be on this roster. I don't think Jason Shelley's switching positions. I don't think he's going anywhere at this time. So let's uh, 
let's we'll, we'll just let everything play out. But um, yeah, Shelley's gonna stick at quarterback. Next question from Patton fifty one forty nine: Which defensive lineman will be the biggest surprise? Which corner will be the biggest surprise? Defensive lineman, I go with Max Tupai. He had a really good camp, and, and Morgan Scally talked about how, how good of a camp he had. So Max Tupai is a guy that I think by the end of the season you could look it up, and he could have six sacks and and thirteen tackles for loss, and and thirty five tackles total or twenty eight tackles total, and and play some productive uh, backup defensive end. I, I think that's definitely a possibility for. A guy in Tupai who redshirted last year, and uh, I think that benefited him greatly. And he's ready to really take off this year in a, in a reserve role. Which corner will be the biggest surprise? I'll actually go with Terrell Burgess. I do think he ultimately passes out Booby Hobbs as a starting nickelback. So uh, I, I think he's the guy that grabs that spot. It's not the corner, it's the nickel. But I think uh, Burgess can play either spot, and I think ultimately he passes Hobbs before the season is over. Another question, who will be Utah's best offensive lineman by the end of the year? Best offensive lineman at the end of the year is the same guy who's the best offensive lineman right now, and that is Leka Huatafa. Who will lead Utah in sacks, tackles for loss, tackles, forced fumbles, interceptions, your sack leader? I'm going to go with Bradley and I. Tackles for loss, Lolo to Lele. Tackles, ultimately I think it'll be Kavika Lua-Futasanga. Your forced fumbles, uh, Chase Hansen maybe is your, your forced fumbles leader, and your interceptions, I'll go with Julian Blackman as your top interceptions guy. Patton5149 also says, I know Williams is a captain and seems to be a vocal guy. Do you think he will divide the locker room and be a team first guy? What I think Troy Williams ultimately will do is something that's neither of those, but it leans heavily towards the team first guy thing. Williams is going to spend every free second he has studying and working to make himself a better quarterback, whether that's on the field, whether that's in the, in the weight room, whether that is in the film room. Troy Williams believes he is the best quarterback on Utah's roster. And, and he should. And could probably, I guess Cooper Bateman probably believes he's the best quarterback on his roster. There's probably a backup on USC's roster that thinks he's better than Sam Darnold. All right? That's, the guys, they have to have that belief. And I, and I think Williams is going to say, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to prove that I'm the best quarterback on this team. And if I don't get that opportunity right away, the second that my name is called, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to ball out to the point where they can't take me out at any point. Not that he had a, not that this was a missed opportunity in fall camp. He, Tyler Huntley just played better than him according to the, to the court coaches and is the better option going forward this season. But I think Williams will ultimately be a uniter in the locker room and be a guy that if his opportunity ever comes, there's a decent chance that it will, That w- whether it's ineffectiveness or an injury because guys get injured and, and maybe Huntley's got to come out for a series or two or miss a half. I think Williams will put himself in a position where he is as good as he possibly can be at that moment. I think that's the most important thing for Utah. Uh, Steve Pruitt asks, who is Bronson Boyd? All I know is he's a transfer from Texas Tech. How promising is he as a wide receiver? Well, I talked to Witt a little one-on-one about a week and a half, two weeks ago about Bronson Boyd, and, and he said that he's he's like, what an athlete. I mean, this is a guy we, we'd love to be able to use this year, but unfortunately we're not going to be able to. He's uh, doesn't look like we're going to get a, a waiver for him to, to play this season. He has kind of a weird, I don't know if his shoulder pads are really tall or if he has really high shoulders, but his shoulder pads ride really high on his body. It, all, it looks kind of funny. Uh, but he's a tremendous athlete. I didn't see a ton of him in, in terms of fall camp, but but Witt just, when I asked him about it, his eyes just kind of lit up. Like, yeah, this is a guy that, that we really like and we really think is going to have a huge future for us. R. Kelly says, with Tyler Honey's running ability, do you expect teams to put a linebacker spy on him? I wouldn't think so to begin the season. I think they're going to stack the box and say, all right, kid, beat us with your arm. 
We're, we're, if, if you want to beat us, you're going to have to do it with your arm because we're going to put seven, eight guys in here. We're going to slow your run game. We're going to slow your ability to run. Let's see if you can pass first. And maybe as he shows the ability to pass, if that's the case, teams will deuce uh, as the season goes on. They'll put a little maybe more of a spy on him as they look at him from a, a passer and a running perspective. But I think teams are just going to traditionally say, we're going to stop the run, whether that's the quarterback, whether that's the running back, and we'll stack the box until this kid shows that he can beat us with his arm in some way. So uh, Munther Couch Coach says, do you expect the pass uh, r- rush ratio to go down now that Huntley is the starter? Has he improved keeping his eyes downfield when scrambling? He's made improvements there. It's, he's not the greatest in the world, but he's definitely made strides in keeping his eyes downfield. And uh, th- th- there have been times where I've noticed it during practice, and it's not just him. I noticed Troy Williams do it, and – Cooper Bateman had some issues with it. I even saw Jason Shelley do it. Do I expect the I expect the run pass ratio to be probably fifty five percent pass, forty five percent run is what I think Utah will be. That that's that's kind of how I expect the everything to be based on on what we know about Utah's program, uh, what their strengths are, what Troy Taylor wants to do with his offense, and just uh, looking at Eastern Washington's offense. I say fifty five percent pass and forty five percent run, which maybe not be may not be the pass percentage that Utah fans want, but but the Utes are going to make sure they can establish that run. They're going to make sure this – the run game is – that's how you ultimately kill teams sometimes It's just running the football. We've seen Utah do it successfully with this big offensive line. Get out there and do it again. Chris uh, Howard asks, how do the wide receivers and the entire team feel about Huntley starting? They voted Williams captain, likely thought he was the guy. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there were some guys who were in that uh, – who were surprised and maybe – maybe not disappointed, but – like, wow, I thought Troy was the guy. I'm sure there were guys on, on the roster like that. I'm sure there are guys on the roster who are still in in the Williams boat. But you know what? That's gonna fade. That's by the time by the time they get they they get into practice next week, or by the time that game kicks off, that's gonna fade. All right. It, it could pop up again if Huntley starts losing games, but uh, the guys are gonna be behind Tyler Huntley when they get out there, and, and that's how it's gonna be. I, I'm there will be a few guys, five, six guys who are in that Williams boat. And, and can't get past it, but once once the season starts, they'll be okay. Uh, Chris Howard also asked, we've heard all about Huntley's athleticism and escapability. How is he as a passer? He's improved. I would say he's an average Pac-12 passer, uh, maybe slightly below an average Pac-12 passer by Pac-12 standards right now. That doesn't mean – and that's just based on what I've seen. Uh, Josh Rosen's a better passer. Sam Darnold's a better passer. Luke Falk's a better passer. Jake Browning's a better passer. Steven Montez a better passer. Why are those guys better passers? Because we've watched them pass the ball in games and do it consistently and do it at a high level and have success doing so. That's why those guys are better passers, in my opinion, right now. Huntley can throw it. Can he do it consistently? That's the big question. Or can he do it consistently in games? To me, that's the big question. Uh, is Utah going to throw less now with Huntley than with Williams? No, they'll throw about the same amount. Maybe two, three times less a uh, game they'll throw it just because Huntley takes off running as opposed to Williams who would have maybe thrown out of bounds or hung in the pocket a little bit longer and uh, instead of trying to make something happen with their legs. Uh, Chris Howard with a lot of questions says, you seem very confident in Utah beating BYU. Why so confident? Does your confidence change now with Huntley at quarterback? It doesn't change. Uh, it's, it's the same level. Look, BYU's going to have an issue scoring. They're really going to have issues scoring uh, against uh, against a lot of teams, but mainly against Utah. They have a very good quarterback, and I've said before I would take Tanner Mangum over Troy Williams or Tyler Huntley. I think Tanner Mangum's a very, very good football player at the quarterback spot. But they don't have much of a running game, and who are, who are Tanner Mangum's weapons out at wide receiver? I mean, go look at who's starting for BYU, and they have just their their 
they're too deep at the wide receiver spot. There's almost no production. Not that Utah has a ton, but there's almost none at BYU, and those guys just aren't high-level skill position guys at this point. Jonah Trimman was a guy Utah really wanted, didn't get him, and, and he didn't uh, exactly pan out very well at BYU last year. We'll see how he does this season. Bob Jones asks, how much has Guy Holiday factored in the recent improvement of the wide receivers? I wouldn't say it's a physical thing. Like I, I don't see Holiday out there teaching the finer points sometimes like I've seen other coaches do. These guys either know how to catch or they don't. And, and look, you can fine-tune things here and there, but we're at the end of fall camp, and maybe you're going to do that with some of your, your, your freshman or younger guys. The thing with Guy Holiday and where his value is for Utah is he's a great motivator. He's a great motivator of these kids, and he gets them wanting to play and wanting to get out there and wanting to compete and wanting to fight for their jobs and wanting to do whatever it takes for the team. And, and I think that's where Guy Holiday's value is more so than maybe – a, a technical skill kind of coach. Uh, but at Utah's, a big reason why Utah's wide receivers are have improvement is Utah's just recruited better wide receivers. They've recruited better athletes and just overall better players at the wide receiver spot than they've had in years past. The wide receiving core, while still not the highest level in the Pac-12, is, is getting much, is improving. So... Well, a uh, bunch of questions today. I, I, if I missed yours, I apologize. Send it uh, next time. I, I answered as many as I could today. So uh, that'll wrap things up for our Utecast today. Thanks for joining me, Brian Swinney. A practice tomorrow, Thursday. We'll be back out there, and I'll have one more Utecast before the end of the weekend. And then it's game week next week. We are only eight days away, people. Get excited because it's almost here. I'm Brian Swinney. You've been listening to the Utecast here on Utezone and Utezone.com.